Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm on a streak of messing up the intro because I had our pictures up the entire time once we started the stream. So normally I have us off and it's just the logo. The music comes in and then we come in and you're off the game slick. lately, man. I've been sick, man. I'm better today. Like we were just saying, I'm better, but I don't know if I can blame it on the sickness or if it's just yeah, you can. Why not? User error. Got some good people already built it on the. Afternoon on a Friday, got a little group building in the chat. So that's good. Because lots of football news today, crazy football news. One really cool thing and one that's very interesting, and we'll see how it plays out, but Talia Tungavailoa has entered the transfer portal, and that's been rumored for a while, correct, that he might do that? Yeah, I heard about that a couple weeks ago and pretty much reported what I heard at the time, which was that that was a big reason why he uh, opted out of the bowl game is because of this plan that he and his family were putting together to potentially enter the portal and apply for a waiver for another year. I mean, he's used all his eligibility, so he'd have to get that. But, I, you know, if he were to uh, – sorry, if he were to get the waiver – Was that Derek Queen? Uh, that was Bob Stone, actually. Okay, had to, uh, had that, to, that was one Malachi. That was Malachi Palmer texting me that Derek Queen is still uh, still okay. coming. Um, so the, I think you know I'm pretty sure their their hope is get this waiver, go to Miami, not only be near your brother, but be in the same market where you're slinging it around for the U on Sunday, and he's uh, excuse me Saturday, and then he's playing Sunday. It's a hell of a branding slash marketing opportunity. If you're a guy who's not sure if you're going to make the NFL, you know, maybe you make two or 3 million bucks right there. That's life changing, especially if you, again, if you're not going to make millions in the NFL. So I think that's their hope, whether they get the waiver, you know, I don't know. It's normally I'd say no chance because they really, there's no uh, precedent 
that I know of, you know, I've talked to a few people. I don't think there's much precedent. He doesn't, you know, he played five years as a freshman, the limited is four games. Usually if you're going to apply for a waiver there, it'd be because there was some sort of paperwork error or something else. And so we'll see, I'm sure they have a great lawyer lined up and, you know, you just never know these days with the, with the wild, wild west of college sports and eligibility and transferring. Well, I saw that he played in five games that year, and in two of those games, he only played two snaps. I do feel bad for him in that regard. He loses a year of eligibility yeah. for that. That's it's kind of shitty. The question is, do if they say, okay, on this one, then the next yeah. one, do they say, all right, he played five games, but he got 15 snaps in each one, and oh, it's six games is okay. Yeah. That how do they do that right yeah that's a bad precedent to set and then you're going to have everybody on earth trying to get 14 years of eligibility um but again money and high-powered lawyers can do crazy things especially right now in this situation where there's no rules really or the rules are changing daily you know you had to sit out now you don't have to sit out you know it's um you know it'll be interesting it's also interesting to see how maryland fans react like I think there's a chunk that are like, okay, he did a lot of great things for us. I hope he does well. And then there's some who's just like, who are a little salty about the whole, how it's ending. It'll be tough to see him play for another school, but I'm ready to move on. I was one of the people when he announced that he wasn't going to be, or I don't even know if he announced it. I guess the school announced it, that he wasn't going to be playing in the bowl game. Yeah. I was okay with that. Cause I'm excited to look to the future, see Billy and Cam and they, they both played well enough to give some excitement level. I was I yeah. was cool with that. I you know I'm I'm happy for that. So you know I don't wish anything bad for Talia. He had four really good years at Maryland, and he'll always you know have the Terps record book for a long time, probably and probably forever. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need somebody to come in and play for that many years, and they're gonna have to be a four A player. Baseball reference, yeah, not quite NFL, but really good college player to play for four years like that to rack up those numbers. I think so, part of that saltiness from the fans is also just a little bit of regret that he never pulled off any of those big wins. You know, yeah. that that's the asterisk that'll always yeah. be next to his name. So, you know, people just um, over the years got a little as much, even the ones who appreciated how much he did for. Maryland, which is quite a bit, you know, who knows where Loxley would be today without him. They still became frustrated by the big game, you know, failures. Yeah. Well, you know, he four pretty good years, obviously. Maryland's never won three bowl games in a row before, and now they have. And so he's done that. Uh, he, he did not get the big win. And there's some negatives to his game, too. The People talk often about the the mental lapses where it seemed like he would just fold under pressure when things went wrong, when yeah. they got blown out a lot of times. Uh, the unwillingness, seeming unwillingness to run, which probably hurt the offense. He was afraid to get hurt. You know, there's some of those things. So, you know, maybe there's, there's, a, there's an opportunity for improvement in some areas. So where does he end up on the all-time Maryland – quarterback i mean i probably shouldn't discuss this because i'll be spoiling whatever i'm gonna eventually write about it but that'll be yeah time. yeah i it's tough because 
He's racked with the stats. And if you're a stat nerd, that's very important to you. And it is important. And he did win the three bowl games. However, he's not the most talented by far. There's probably maybe close to 10 that are more talented. I mean, they had a guy finish second in the Heisman, albeit in the 50s. Yeah. But, and then, you know, they had the string of guys in the 80s. They had Hill and McBrien in the early aughts. So, on one, hand, on one hand, the stats far outdistance the accomplishments. On the other hand, Maryland doesn't have that good of a list of quarterbacks. It's pretty uh, yeah. slim overall, so it's tough. And most of the guys who were good were only good for maybe a year, maybe right. two. So you're also comparing four years against one or two as starters. Right. If you, you know, look back at like, like Boomer, Boomer, how many Boomer, years was Boomer the guy for? Two? Two, I think. And his numbers are not impressive at all. Because and I think that's the case with O'Donnell, Reich. I think a lot of those guys are one or all two. All those guys. Time. Yep. So he's because up there. It, they they waited their time and then they started. That used to be the way things went, right? Yep. And it still does happen that way sometimes, but they waited their time and then and then they only got their one or two years as the starter. And the game was very different, obviously, as well. Yeah. Not as much passing. So it's really hard to compare against eras like that with, with these guys. And if he does go to Miami, somehow miraculously gets this waiver and goes there, what do you think the average Maryland fan is rooting for, against, or neutral? I would think a lot of people are, are like what I expressed, where they're sort of thankful for his time here. Yeah. They're not going to hope – they're not going to watch his games and root him on the Heisman throwing, or anything. going to be throwing up to you every weekend. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be doing that, but I don't think anybody's going to be really rooting against him. If it's Miami, if he transferred to a Big Ten school or Penn State, right, like then, yeah, then people will be rooting against him or Virginia because they're playing Virginia. But And you got to keep in mind, he he could have transferred uh, two different times. He toyed with it during his career, could have got a bunch of money. Uh, last Auburn. time was Auburn. I don't before that. Who knows the other time? But uh, you know, he 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 left a lot of money on the table to stay at Maryland. So you know, for people who think he's like a traitor or whatever, you have to keep that in mind. I think, and it is it is a business now, like it or not. Yeah. So I've made my stance well known about the. Yeah, we're, I'm not going to get into it. I just <laughs> I'm not going to get. You I'm sense gonna, my fear. Yeah, but. He, as the rules as they exist, he's got. You can't hate him for. Don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Yeah, he's he's doing what he's doing within within the structure. The structure sucks. We won't get into that, but he's doing. And and like you were saying, this might be his one chance to make millions a year, because he's going to go to the NFL. He's probably is he going to get drafted? Maybe he's a marginal draft pick almost for sure too small to be like a long-term starter and get get the mega millions is he's going to be on like minimum contracts if that and how long will he stick yeah a good outcome for him is that you know a nice little run as a backup i think realistically yeah Yeah, jonathan peak in the chat says scarbath that's who i was talking about who finished second in heisman in the 50s um but yeah, so people are chiming in on that. And then the other big news 
coming back, you see my my headline. I got a compliment on that in the uh, in the uh, from Gary Simpson. Your title is amazing, The Wizard of Oz. Azar, wait, hang on. I almost said his name wrong. Azar Abdul Rahim. I almost said <laughs> Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. The uh, the old basketball player Chris Jackson, or the basketball player uh, uh, Abdul Rahim. What was his first name? Oh yeah, Sharif. Sharif Abdul Rahim. Rahim played at Cal. Yep, was a pretty was a star in the NBA for a while. But uh, yeah, that's huge news. I mean, it's funny. I spoke with him fairly recently. In retrospect, now I think I have an idea why. But uh, he's been a BC the past three seasons, I believe it is, you know, he's defensive coordinator there. It's a tough job, especially now with NIL. I mean, Boston college, just, if you're looking for a, a football program that competes, Jesus Christ. Is it? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll call him back though. Okay. Uh, for that competes in a high level conference, which the ACC in the broad scheme, you know, is, but has the resources and the NIL and all that sort of stuff. The fan base are more of a like uh, FCS, maybe not FCS level, but, you know, small private academic school in a very much not college football media market without a big alumni base, all that stuff is tough gig. So I think he'll, I think he'll come back and recruit well at Maryland. He recruited really well earlier in his career there he has a ton of connections locally uh obviously he's a good coach has produced you know guys like jc jackson darnell savage um so to me it's uh it's a home run hire yeah and it i i saw that and i immediately got excited about recruiting for 2025 they need the money but if they can get the money between locks and azar wow they could, I think they're they're boosting the money situation as we speak. I've heard that they're they've um, been making some moves to up, upgrade the NIL situation, which is huge. Obviously, when you look at you know, like Ryan Day saying, "I need 13 million. You know, I think Locks would really like to have the scenario. Of course, he would, but that that's probably <laughs> what he envisions that that 10 to 12 million dollars. Yeah, it's, it's that's just uh, the way it is now. Everything is an IL. You know, Maryland's hiring new NIL staffers, bringing in uh, Blueprint Sports to oversee this new collective, and you know that drives the whole thing right now. So, but you know, they didn't have a great NIL situation last year, and it, you know, Locks has a really good eye for talent, so they don't all have to be four or five stars. And I think Azar's also got a good eye for talent. You know, they have, and the other thing is they have some pretty good young corners in the program for him to work with so you know like perry fisher looked really good in the bowl game brought in the really kid good, yeah. uh, from bowling green the transfer who's going to be should be pretty good so you know i think it's another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Him being willing to come to Maryland now, to me, is kind of a symptom of the forward progress that the program has, right? Like a guy like that, if if Locks is on shaky ground or even if the program is just kind of middling, you know, flatlining, whatever, I don't know if he takes the job. So I think it's, you know, it's a good sign that a guy like that wants to come back and, and coach at Maryland. There were some rumors that, the last time the relationship ended on shaky grounds. Is that true or is it just message board fodder? And if so, they must have worked it out. Do you know anything about that? Is yeah, it- it's definitely true. Like, okay. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact timeline. I uh, believe it was when Locks was when Locks took over, right? I think Azar was here, was a holdover and wasn't retained. But uh, in the past, that's, you know, that's been over for two years. I'm not just saying that. Like I've, I've spoken to people, I think two, at least two or three years now that they've, they've been cool. So that's, it's kind of reminiscent of Josh Gaddis, right? They had that falling out after and Alabama. He, yeah. Loxley mm-hmm. thought he seemingly thought he had him hired and, you know, he skips out on that job at the last minute. They patch things up. And so it's pretty much the same uh, storyline almost. Well, I went, and because I got kind of excited about recruiting with those guys for 2025, I went and I found every player in the 24-7 rankings that is rate in D.C. and Maryland that has a rating so far. So I'm going to pop this up oh, here. Spreadsheet time. Let's spreadsheet go. time. Now we're getting crazy. Spreadsheet time. So there they are. Two, play, two of them have been committed. There are 28 players. Two of them are committed, one to Ohio State, one to North Carolina. But one thing you notice by position, there's a lot of defensive backs in there at the top and all throughout cornerbacks and safeties. There's a lot of them. That's really uh, coincidental because yesterday I was talking to somebody over at Maryland and I asked about 2025 recruiting. And that was the the answer is that uh, at least defensively, it's a very good year locally for cornerbacks. And then, well, yeah, look at that. So maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody was trying to hint something to me. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, the, it's a really strong. I mean, for those who aren't watching, how many of those guys are four stars? There's the, the top number one guy is a corner, Fahim Delane. Uh, I don't think they have much of a shot there. He didn't. Strangely, he's a five star from Good Counsel. The weird thing is he was had a ton of Maryland games last year, and then recently announced his list, and they weren't on it. But it's early. Maybe you get back on there. Okay, Noah Winston from Gonzaga, they really like, have been recruiting really hard. Tariq Heyer from St. John's, Heyer or Heyer. He was supposed to actually announce a few weeks ago his decision and then uh, decided to postpone, but he's been at pretty much every game. He's the guy they're in on. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it won't, and it's not just going to recruit defensive backs, obviously. You know, a lot of it is geographic rather than what position you coach, but that'll definitely be his focus. Yeah, I, I noticed also that there are two players – in the 2025 class that have Maryland listed as warm 
in the rankings. You can be cool, warm, warmest, or or favorite is the highest one. So there are two that are warm. Tariq Hire was one of them. And also Malik Washington, the quarterback out of Spalding. Yeah. Washington is a Brian Williams production. He's uh he's the main recruiter uh in that in the Howard County area and I think Montgomery. Uh so he's the guy there. Locks obviously is involved. I mean he you know he's he's the unquestioned number one guy on their big board, Malik Washington. He announces top six. Did we was that before or after our last show? I can't remember. I, I don't remember after. if it was before or after, but I Pretty remember seeing sure it was after. It was uh so it's Maryland, Penn State, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Texas AM, Oregon. and Oregon. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So and I think Maryland, you know, as of right now, I think they have as good a shot as, as anybody with them. But they need the money. We get we're getting some good comments in here. Um DMVU posted there's a ton of players not on here too. Yes, of course. There are players, they're going to be good players, but 24-7 hasn't rated everyone yet. They kind of yeah. do that throughout the year. So as those other good players get rated, they'll get sprinkled in here. These are the only the ones that have a rating so far. So Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Abdul Rahim is kind of like um, almost a football version of Tony Skin, you know? Young guy, tons of local connections. Very smooth, knows how to operate, knows how to work relationships, you know. So I think, which and that's a compliment. Tony Skin was pretty much the engine behind Maryland basketball recruiting before he left. So I think there's somewhat of a parallel between those two guys. And then Locks, of course, is is Locks. So you get the combination of those two guys, and you start thinking about the possibilities of getting back into the top 25 and maybe even higher if they can get that NIL money. Yeah. It's amazing. The difference a uh, month and a half can make, right? Two months, months and a month and a half, whatever it was ago, we were sitting here. People were calling for locks to be fired. Like a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go five and seven after starting five and oh, this and that. And I don't know if I've ever seen a season, you know, the uh, vibes, turn around so drastically so fast well it's about to happen in basketball too jeff and what's going to spur that development larry they're going to win a lot of games oh okay. that's what's that's what's going to happen i mean i keep waiting for them i don't know about winning a lot i keep waiting for them to turn it on and at least hit that streak at least give you that little maryland the classic maryland tease you know where you win but this team i don't know I don't know if they'll do it or not. You know, it's, it's when you're that bad at shooting, it's really hard to mask. Well, they're going to start being good at shooting. That's what's going to happen. It's they're just going to start I mean, making shots. That's all. I mean, it happened last year to an extent. Remember how bad they were early on shooting? And then they started. They were never red hot, but they were pretty respectable for like the final half of the season. Uh, Three years ago – that was with Don Carey on the roster and Ian Martinez and Hakeem Hart. That's the difference. But three years ago, it was very similar as well. Turge's penultimate year, they started off really bad, and then they had that crazy streak starting in February and made it to the tournament and to the round of 32. Yeah. So just, we'll see. I don't, you know, if they have two really talented potential star players, one of them is playing like a star every night, the other one has been slumping a little bit lately. Uh, and then there's just not much 
not not much else there you know it's yeah. like it's not like a situation where you can point to a young guy who's getting more minutes and starting to emerge or this or that you're still hoping for geronimo and and these other role players and obviously the biggest thing would be the two freshmen dhs and kaiser still haven't really come into their own uh so yeah we'll see we, we got a good comment back to football uh from ty b do you think aar brings any dbs from bc and really anybody from boston college is there anybody he might bring with him because that could be maryland still needs some transfers, so maybe that's where they get them from. Yeah, I asked a really good source about that today. I don't think so. I think he has a really good relationship with Jeff Halfley, the head coach there, gave him a good opportunity as defensive coordinator. And um, so you never know. You know, people change their plans all the time as things get real. But as of today, I don't. I think his plan is to leave their roster alone but we'll see i mean it honestly bc isn't really loaded with talent i doubt there's a ton of guys you would really want i mean at a power five there's going to be power five capable sure. players so sure there's going to be a few sprinkled for sure uh yeah but yeah i mean i think it's it's huge it's good for him the guy's a local native right and he's been he's been there for two or three years uh doing long distance with his family like his wife and kids have been back in D.C., so he gets to reunite with his family, come home, have a higher-level position at Maryland than last time as co-defensive coordinator and, you know, jumping on what, what looks like, you know, a program that's headed in a, a really good direction. So, What about the offensive side of the ball? Is it the coaching changes? I, I haven't really heard much. Maybe I just haven't seen it. Sumlin's issue is he coming back or I don't know yet I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't when you add what happened and then also just the fact that he's Kevin Sumlin he's in his 50s has all the money in the world you know I think he got a 20 million dollar buyout from Texas A&M so a guy like that if he's taking a job like he did at Maryland usually it's like a short-term tie over till I figure out what I want to do next you know he's not like I'm just going to buckle down and spend the next 10 years as Maryland's tight ends coach. So it wouldn't shock me if he didn't come back, but I haven't heard anything of substance yet. I'm sure there, there, there will be other, you know, I'd heard there would be some changes. There'll be other, whether it's one or two, I don't know. Names can't really put names out yet, but uh, I mean, it pretty much goes without saying there's going to be turnover, you know, yearly. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the two big developments. Talia Tungavailoa to the transfer portal, maybe to Miami. And Azar Abdul-Rahim coming back to coach the Terps, big-time recruiter, and give some real hope for a potentially really good 2025 class if they can get some NIL going in there with them to back them. And we'll be writing about all – we'll be covering all the uh, recruiting developments, so stay on the site. And also, there will be a Derek Queen update coming within the next three three months. I would say it's probably safe. Next three months. Yeah. There you go. You heard it here. Derek Queen will commit within three months. When's when's the last signing day? What it's is late it? January, right? I should know that, but I don't because it's so rare that there's a there's not a lot of spring signees lately. Here, I'll what, tell you. Is it? We. I was going to say, 
So we'll know the last possible day it could be. But he doesn't even have to commit by then. He could commit after that even too. I think it's going to be at Hoop Hall in a couple weeks. Uh, Division one. So the basketball is uh, not till April 17th. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know it was that late. Okay. Yep. All right. There you go, guys. Quick show today to cover those two big football developments. Good luck to Talia on his way. Thank you for your time spent at Maryland. And welcome back, Azar. Very happy to have him back. And I guess, barring any other unforeseen big developments, like a five-star basketball player commits, we'll be back next Wednesday at 7.30. This is IMS Radio. See you guys. Have a good weekend. It was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.